From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Josh. I'm Chad. It's Chris. I'm Melody. And I'm Daniel. And we are back to talk about all things media. But before we do, and this is a special episode tonight, so everyone just buckle in. If there's anything you ever want to hear us talk about, or if there's anything we missed, or you strongly disagree, strongly agree with anything we say, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from fans, listeners, detractors, haters. So drop us an email at screenerscast at gmail.com, a tweet, DM, whatever you like to do on Twitter, at screenerscast, or find us on Facebook. Also at Screeners Cast. Like I said, this is a special episode. We're doing our favorite movies of 2016. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the main event. All right, it's that time of year again here at the Screeners where we get to talk about our favorite films of 2016. And make sure that you say favorite and not top 10. Otherwise, Chris will get very angry with you. This is one of our favorite episodes of the year to uh, to record. We get to talk about some of our favorite films, some of our biggest disappointments, all kinds of good stuff. So since there are five of us here at the screeners, what we're going to do is we're going to go from 10 all the way up to number one. And the first five or so, we're going to try to keep the discussion a little bit more brief and move through. But when we get to our top five, we'll really dive into our top five favorite films of the year. So guys, are you ready? Yes. So ready. Chris and Daniel are ready. So here, here's what we're going to do. Chris, yes. tell us how you put your list together and what is your number 10 movie of 2016? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, these are all arbitrary anyway. We understand that. I'm not telling you these are the best movies. These are just the ones that I enjoyed the most. I put them all up against the wall and I just saw what stuck. I remembered the things that I really enjoyed and I had to do some research to make sure that I remembered all the movies. In fact, I just added one. Uh, my number four pick I just added like a half an hour ago because I forgot all about it. So there may be some on here on this list that I've totally forgotten about and I'll feel terrible about afterwards not having mentioned. But uh, for the most part, these are just films I really enjoyed this past year. So my number 10 movie was one that was not really on my radar, but I listened to several different podcasts as well as top 10 lists online. And this one just keep com- kept coming up and I was like, ah, I wonder if it's good. So I rented it about a week ago and I really quite enjoyed it and I thought it was really well done, very simple story, but uh, entertaining to the to the highest level. And that's a, sh- a movie starring Ben Foster and Chris Pine called Hell or High Water. Uh, it is uh, it is quite good and enjoyable. I would I would definitely recommend it uh, to everyone. It's uh, it's quite a good movie. Hell or high water. All right. That's yes. A, that's a good pick. That's from uh, from earlier in the year for sure. Good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking it off. All right. Let's move to Daniel. We know Daniel has the advantage over most of us geographically. He lives in Atlanta, and so <laughs> he gets movies very, very early. So I imagine he's seen a lot of movies this uh, season. Do you feel like you've seen everything you wanted to see, Daniel, to put a list together? I know you were complaining about it. So <laughs> tell us how you put your list together and what your number 10 movie is. Yeah, I saw just about everything I wanted to. There's there's two movies that I haven't gotten to, but you know that's okay. Overall, 2016 was a pretty good year. I saw of, of movies released in 2016. I saw 143 of them. 
oh, and went man. to the theater 87 times. So <laughs> wow. uh, I've been wow. busy. I've been busy, you guys. Because of that, I struggled to put this list together. There were there were 15 films that I really run, wanted to cram into this top 10. I didn't do it, but yeah, so I'm gonna, definitely going to have some honorable mentions to mention at the end. Uh, yeah, so my, my number 10, I kind of just keep a running list as the year goes on. If I watch a movie and I really like it, then I'll, I'll put it on this list and kind of order it as the year goes on. And I just kind of tweaked it at the end here. So uh, my number 10 is is a really just an unapologetically happy film with uh, fantastic music, uh, and it is Sing Street. No woman can truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. So good guy with the car. It's complicated. As long as you're happy. You are truly on a hero's journey. Are you up to that? I think she's just an amazing human being. Big, big Connor. End of term disco at the school hall. I say we ask if we can play it. It's our first gig. It's gonna be amazing. I'll try and come. You have to come. Not exactly the Beatles, is it? And it's on Netflix now, so everybody can watch it. It is a fantastic movie from the director of Once and Begin Again. Really great movie. Seeing Street is a wonderful movie. Very yes, good pick, it is. Daniel. Very good pick. All right. Moving from Daniel, let's go to Melody. Melody, how do you typically put your list together and what's your number 10? Well, I'm a little bit frustrated by my list this year, if I'm being honest, because I think I just definitely did not get to the theater 87 times, Daniel. <laughs> That's ridiculously amazing. Uh, I, I did not see many movies that I wanted to see this year, and so my list reflects my not having seen many of them. But I still feel fairly confident about this list. But it's, I, I mean, honestly, it's just the movies that I enjoyed the most. Some of the numbers are a bit arbitrary. I really tried, but uh, I don't know. It's I, I still might change it as we go along. Once I say it, then it's out there. So. That sounds like a very Chris thing to do to change your list on Whatever. the fly. Just <laughs> I'm just saying, what you do, I'm man. still what looking you do. at it here, and it's just looking a little bit questionable. But okay. anyways, we'll get on with it. My number 10 is Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was, well, it was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. But it, it was sweet and sad, but mostly sweet and the ending left me feeling inspired. So there you go. Florence Foster Jenkins. That's a great pick. I don't understand. Right. A lot of people don't, they kind of hate on that movie, but I think it's, I think I it's a care. wonderful I movie. It. And Hugh Grant was, and, and Meryl Streep were great in that movie. Yeah, they were both awesome. All right. Good pick. Good pick. All right, Josh. Have you seen 87 movies in your lifetime? That's the question <laughs> that we should ask. But uh, tell us a little bit about how you put your list together and what your number 10 is. You, you, first off, you don't want me to take the time to answer that question because I will do it. I will do it right here. I oh, will no. go to Box Office Mojo or whatever, <laughs> and I will count, and I probably won't make it to 87. This episode stirs a deep conflict within me. It's Every year we do this, and every year it's simultaneously my favorite episode because I don't have to schlep to the theater to see a movie that you people have decided to talk about. <laughs> and my least favorite episode because I'm I have to go back through the movies that were released over the past year and remind myself of all the movies that I didn't see and then the ones that I did see because of this podcast. So <laughs> what? I'm on the complete other end of the spectrum from Daniel. 
and I barely have enough movies that I saw in the theater this year to even make this list. So the way I make my list every year is I go to Cinema Blend or I go to some website and I look at the list of releases and I say, did I see that one? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, I'm going to have to put that on my list, aren't I? And on down from there. So without further ado, okay, my list, my number 10 is a movie that wasn't bad. It's a studio that has done a better work in the past, but this, this one was a solid entry. Number 10 is Finding Dory. All right. All right. Not too bad, yeah. Josh with a Pixar movie on his list of top ten. Okay. Very Which my good. heartstrings, Pixar. Very good, <laughs> very good. Well, December is a good month for me for movies because I have some time away from, uh, from the office and I'm able to catch up. And I spent a good amount of time between Knoxville and Atlanta, respectively. And although I haven't seen 87 movies in the theater uh, I did see in December, I saw about 28 movies total. Dang. And so, because wow. I had to, because it was the only way I was going to get to see anything. Because <laughs> I had to. Because, <laughs> yes, I had to. Um, in order to put this list together and uh, and see all the things I want to see. Because they don't think, in Cleveland, Tennessee, these movies are just now coming out that they've been out everywhere else for months and months. So it's very frustrating. Anyway, I very much like Daniel, though, had a difficult time this year more than I can remember in years past putting my list together because I had about 18 movies that I wanted to get in there. I think this has been a great year for movies in general. But my number 10 is one that I came out earlier in the year, and when I first saw it, I wasn't sure that it was going to be anywhere near my top 10, but the more I thought about it and then rewatched it, I couldn't not put it on there. Um, not because I like it per se, but because the craftsmanship in, is so awesome. And that is The Witch. It's a movie by Robert Eggers, who's a production designer. The way they shot this movie was essentially with the same kind of lights that they would have had back during this period, except with a little bounce involved. And the performances are great. It's, it is extremely tense, not scary, but just unbelievably well put together. It's not a feel-good pick, but that is my number 10 of the year. Have any of you guys seen The Witch? I watched the first 10 minutes of it and then I got bored. Yeah, you have to put you probably have to put subtitles on too and it's yeah. difficult to understand what they're saying, but if you Yeah. It's really great. It really is great. All right, let's go to our number 9 and that takes us back to Chris. Chris, what is your number 9? You know, there were several horror movies that I enjoyed uh, this year, and one of my favorite horror movies was actually a documentary called Wiener. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard about this or not, uh, but it is a documentary about uh, Anthony Weiner. He was going to go for his, a mayoral campaign for the city of New York uh, after his the disgrace he had several years ago. And uh, it was going to be his comeback film, and it turns into something much, much more interesting and horrifying. Um, I cannot... I It, it really... Uh, watching his wife in this film uh, is one of the most like cringe inducing moments I've ever had in film. Uh, and so if you're looking for, if you're interested in politics at all, uh, if you have an interest in kind of peeking behind the veil of how the sausage is made, uh, so to speak, <laughs> uh, Wiener is definitely uh, a film that you should check out. Yeah, that's a good that's a good pick too. I thought that movie was what was happening was super compelling, but oh, man. just how it was put together, I was it was just kind of like okay, I was okay, it was okay. But I get why people love it. I really do. 
it just it's 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 horrifying it is it, it is, is. I, I, I like two-thirds can't of the way through watching. the movie yeah, yeah no it's doubt. like it's like i can't i can't believe i'm watching this right now why did why do you allow this to happen why yeah. is this a thing yeah no doubt okay all right daniel that takes us to you what is your number nine of 2016 my number nine choice uh, is a movie that didn't get a ton of attention as far as like awards go, um, but it, it I, I really really loved it. it. It just came out this past weekend, but I saw it like two two months ago. So I, that I, maybe that's why I feel like people aren't talking about it. Uh, but it's Patriots Day, the movie really? about the Boston Marathon bombing. I loved that movie. I thought it was wow. fantastic. So, now it has um, it hasn't actually hit theaters like you just said, right? So people yeah, can't actually it, it, see it. No, they can't. It came it out came this out. past weekend. This, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. It had like an Oscar qualifying run, but it's right. not really getting any awards attention. But uh, yeah, it's a really fantastic movie. It's not really what you think, or at least not what I thought it was going to be. Um, it was really, really tense and surprising. And uh, yeah, I really loved it a lot. Wow. wow. I've heard a lot of good things. And it's interesting, too. Mark, wasn't Mark Wahlberg also in that uh, Deepwater yeah. Horizon movie? And, and it's the same director, same Peter Berg. Same director, yeah. Peter Berg, and I've heard great things about both of them. And he was, he was also in that, um, that other movie about the, uh, the SEAL team or whatever that Bone got Survivor. pinned down. Yeah, same director like he, for that he, as well. They're, he's they're doing, all he's doing, yeah, he's doing all these, I don't know, it's almost a genre in of itself starring him. And that's him. why, if you've seen Lone Survivor and Deepwater Horizon, those were very similar. Both great movies. I really enjoyed yeah. both those movies a lot. Oh, yeah, and so I too. thought... I thought Patriot's Day would be more similar to those than it was. It's really not that similar to those movies, even though it's mm-hmm. the same director and star. So I, I, I really recommend it. Top 10. That's gotcha. great. Yeah, I like yeah. Peter Berg as a director. He's good. All right, number nine, and that takes us to Melody. Melody, what is your number nine? I've been debating here whether I'm going to bump this up or not, but I'm not bumping it. It's going to stay at number nine. It is La La Land. We did get it to see it, so that was good. And I really wanted it to be like higher up on the list. I really wanted to like love, love, love it. And I liked it a lot, but it's it's gonna it's gonna land at number nine. A great film for sure. Number nine. Right, Somewhat well. controversially low. All right. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll see. Okay, good, good melody. Joshua, what about you? What's your number nine? My number nine, I'm debating whether I should switch it with my number seven. So we'll see what you think when we get to seven. But it's <laughs> it's just a solid performance by someone who is who does nothing but solid performances number nine is sully all right oh yes a movie a movie, movie. That we didn't re- that we didn't review you you watch nope. this on your own I, it's wow. shocking isn't it, what, that it is, is, is that even a thing for you josh the, the <laughs> two or three times a year my wife and i get to go to a theater she makes me see something I actually enjoy as opposed to what you make me see for this Gosh, there are all kinds of things for you enjoy this season. You just have to get No, th- there is there are, I know, and that's one of the problems with uh the winter season. Like we do this episode in January and there's all these movies in December that I would have had to have been you and seen 28 of them to to make that's my true. real list. That's true. That is true. That's yeah. true. Well, that is a good pick. That that movie doesn't get a lot of love, but I think the sequence where the plane goes down is oh, yeah. as good a filmmaking. I mean, it's just wonderful right. and a great yeah. performance. It's That's a really good movie. Good pick. Yeah. All right. My number nine has already been mentioned here, and it's a movie that I am unashamed to say that I love uh, just as much as Chris does, and that's Hell or High Water. 
Um, oh, nice. I didn't know that it was going to crack my top 10 when I saw it, but the more that I thought about it, the more I revisited it, the performances are, are spot on, memorable characters, uh, excellent writing, a mystery western plot kind of thing. Not mystery per se, but kind of. Just great. Just a great overall movie that uh, I don't think enough people have seen. So that's a good pick. And that's my number nine, which now takes us to our number eight. Chris, what yes. do you got? All right. So, you know, uh, the first um, uh, superhero movie on my list won't be the last, but my first one is uh, I wasn't totally sure that I was going to like this movie. I was a little worried going into it and my frame of mind while seeing it wasn't the best, uh, but I really ended up enjoying it a lot. And I really want to revisit it because it, it definitely surprised me. But that was Benedict Cumberbatch in Doctor Strange. Uh, that is my number eight of the year. Wow. All the wow. way up at number eight, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yes. Wow. A little love for the doctor. Okay. That's right. Absolutely. Right. That's good. Daniel, what about you? What's your number eight? All right, so I told you I, I struggled to put this list together, and I had more movies than 10 that I wanted to fit in here. So I do have a tie at number eight. No, I cheated. Oh, that's I totally cheated. cheating. What? You know what? If but you're going to cheat, you got to put it at, like, number 10, then. You can't put it Seriously. at eight. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's doing it. He's doing it anyway because there are no rules. You you <laughs> yeah, you can't stop me. So mm-hmm. uh, at number eight, the, these two movies, I, the reason I, I settled on these two for a tie is because they, they go together. and They're both similar in theme uh, and in their leading man, Andrew Garfield. So at number eight, I have Hacksaw Ridge and Silence. Wow. Both these uh, movies. Well, those are two heavy two hitters. I want to see. Yeah. yeah. They, they both uh, really impacted me a lot. They're both. Like I said, similar in theme. They, they're they're both about men, uh, a man struggling to keep uh, his faith, and uh, both movies are so well done. Uh, and yeah, so I really recommend both those movies. Very good. Only because I like those movies will I let you do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I let you actually right because I, I could edit one of them out. Uh, actually, I have. Wow, I'm the power of the editor. Down, folks. Oh. I actually haven't seen Silence yet, but I have Hacksaw Ridge. Is you know. Nobody is talking about Hacksaw Ridge at all. I don't know if it's the Mel Gibson effect or what, but that movie's legitimately um, excellent. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to get nominated for you know it'll be nominated for probably maybe. definitely Andrew Garfield, but maybe picture even maybe. Okay, all right. Well, Daniel slides in two for his number eight. So uh, Melody, since your list is ever changing, maybe you want to do two or three or what? It, what do you? Oh, think? calm down. I haven't changed <laughs> anything yet. All right. I have. <laughs> My number eight is a movie that I just saw this last weekend because I was trying to catch up on a few more and I certainly did not anticipate that this film would make my top 10 of the year but my number 8 is Pete's Dragon That's a dragon You don't have to run anymore Pete You can stay with us this thing is dangerous. I don't want to leave you, but he'll come looking for you. What's going to happen to Elliot? You have no idea what this thing is capable of. Let's go hunting. Ah! You're very brave. Did you know that? You might be the bravest boy I've ever met. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, wow. I know it's a little crazy. My list has got a little kid friendly, but because I have children. However, like, okay, oh, well, we're not really reviewing this film, but the reason I loved it so much is because I have all these memories of like live action films watching as a kid and like just like deep connections with some movies. And I feel like my kids haven't really made those 
deep connections with live action films yet. And this was the first one where I like really saw them do that. And I feel like it's one like that they'll love forever. And I loved it too. And I thought it was great. So it's my number eight. There That's you go. good. You do not have to defend that pick. It was squarely in my top 10 until about a week ago. That's a great <laughs> movie. I don't care. That's great. Yeah. All right, Joshua. What about you? What's your number eight? Number eight might be controversially low, but it might not given the general reception this movie got on this podcast. But my number eight is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Interesting. The fact that you put it higher than some other things is is a victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it it wasn't it wasn't bad. And well, never mind. We're not talking. It's number eight. No, you can talk. Go like ahead. Go. Go, Joshua. No, I was I was just gonna say that I didn't have all of the problems with the character development that you guys did, and I I found that interesting. Okay. Hmm. Anyways, that moving right along. Rogue One it is, so Star Wars makes the list first, number eight for Josh, okay? My number eight is a movie that has a performance that will undoubtedly be nominated and maybe win the Academy Award, we'll see, and that is Pablo Lorraine's Jackie. Well, I've grown accustomed to a great divide between what people believe and what I know to be real. And how would you like him remembered? There should be more horses, more soldiers. Why are you doing this, Mrs. Kennedy? There's more crying, more cameras. This is making us look like barbarians. What's wrong with you? You don't have to do this. I will march with Jack. Alone, if necessary. I'm not the first lady anymore. It's a movie that is not what I thought it was going to be at all. It's more like a psychological kind of examination Uh, of the person than it is kind of a recap of the events or even making it necessarily any kind of statement but it feels very surreal and it's all anchored by a performance that is remarkable by natalie portman so that is my number eight jack that's a fantastic movie that was that was solidly in that was like number seven for me for a long time and then i just kind of reshifted my list and it got bumped out but that's one of those honorable mentions that i had that's that's a really great movie it is and it is a unique movie in the way that it is put together yeah it's uh, so interesting very interesting that's a that's exactly right and i I strong recommend it's not for everybody but it is uh it's unflinching it's a great great movie all right so that takes us to number seven so christopher what is your number seven? Well, I was putting together my list. One of the things I did think about was what are the movies that I have recommended people see throughout the year? And one of those movies that I've recommended time over time, especially uh, to a lot of friends when I'm talking about technology and the danger of quote unquote hacking and uh, what that can do to our country. There's been a lot of headlines in the news about Russia hacking the United States and the election and all that stuff. Um, And one of the most fascinating films that I watched is another documentary on my list from Alex Gibney was a documentary called Zero Days. It's impacting industrial control. Is this something that's coming after the homeland? If you get up in the morning and turn off your alarm and make coffee. Power plants, power grids. And pump gas. Transportation, telecommunication. And use the ATM. You've touched industrial control systems. It's what powers our lives. Most of these systems are relatively easy for a sophisticated hacker to get into. The security experts who are studying Stuxnet really think it required the resources of a nation state. It spread to any Windows machine in the entire world. We didn't know if it was set to turn off all electricity plants around the world or it would start shutting things down or launching some attack. 
it's explores um, the Stuxnet virus and, and how that came about, what that was, uh, how that impacted the the global setting. Uh, and it's one of those things that I never really had thought about. But now whenever I hear about hacking uh, in, in the news, I, I think a lot bigger than what I think most people think. Most people hear that and they think, well, it's just like a computer and, you know, whatever. But in this movie, it's much more described as uh, the new nuclear arms race. Um, and uh, it is uh, it's quite an amazing thriller. Um, so if you haven't seen Zero Days, I cannot recommend it higher. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I have not seen yeah. that. I have not seen that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 where, I can't remember. Can I, I really see can't. it now. Is it just is it available for rent? It is available to rent. Yes. And that, that's where I actually saw it. I rented it. Um, I think it may actually even be on Showtime, I think. Yeah, that's um, where it premiered. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's on Showtime if, if you have if you if you subscribe to that. And if not, you can rent it for like five bucks or whatever on iTunes or anywhere else. So, okay. yeah. Sexnet was a worm and not a virus. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Of what? course. Of course, I, I Josh, apologize. Josh I apologize. In, Josh comes in to make sure everything's factually accurate. Otherwise, no emotion is allowed. I, I, I was I, I was like uh, general. I, I was generalizing. Uh, you are correct. Yes, it is a self-replicating computer <laughs> malware. <laughs> Uh, yes, oh, I love it. All right, and I didn't see the movie, by the way, but now I maybe kind of want to. You, you should, man. It's really, it is quite good. It really it's is. Give me though. So, like, how? Never mind. No, go ahead. What? How? What? How uh, biased is it? Should we say? I don't know. He seems to have an agenda usually, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't call him an agenda type, but it is very. It, it is. It is more. I would call it more educational. Like, because I just don't, I don't realize I was kind of, I honestly was very, I just didn't know a whole lot about the the incident. You may know more about it than I did. Uh, I heard about it. I, I'd heard of Stuxnet. I'd heard about some of the things surrounding that, but I didn't realize that they were linked as closely as they were. And it kind of blew my mind. Uh, it just blew my mind to think, man, that one thing can lead to these other domino effects that I just didn't realize impacted, uh, you know, countries and just, it, it's really, it's, an, it, it, it's an eye opener. It makes it a lot bigger than what I thought it was. So yeah. Yeah. See, cool. it. it's good. Okay. All right. A good recommend there. All right. Let's move down to Daniel. Daniel, what's your number seven? My number seven is a movie that is really beautiful and, and, Profound. I think profound is like the, the best word that I have to describe it. Um, it has a lot to say about grief and, and how kids can process those things. And that's A Monster Calls. That movie really was very well done, um, very emotionally moving. Uh, I think it's a great movie. I don't have kids, but I would imagine uh, older kids, this would be a great movie for them to watch, especially if there's any grief in their life or they're dealing with anything like that. Um, it's a really, really beautiful movie. Same. The trailers look fantastic. I can't wait to see it. I just haven't had a chance to see that one yet. Yeah. You'll love it. All right. All right. Let's go to Melody. Melody, what is your number seven? My number seven is Finding Dory. Uh, I struggled with where to put this on the list because I really loved it a lot. I was like looking at all the children's movies of the year and trying to decide which ones make my list because, I mean, I don't only love them because my kids love them. I love them for my own enjoyment too so anyways finding dory had to be on there it was awesome good and we and that's so that's the second mention for uh finding dory we should also mention to our listeners at home too that 
we typically try to come up with a consensus number one movie based on how many times a movie will appear on our list respectively and where they fall. So we've had two so far for Hell or High Water and two for Finding Dory. So we'll just keep that in the back of your minds as we go along <laughs> with our list. All right. So, Josh, what about you? What's your number seven? Number seven for me, um, I have a couple of my movie, a couple of uh, movies on my list that are like this that I mentioned, not necessarily because they were my favorite, but because they were original or about an original subject, and I think they deserve a little bit of attention. Number yeah. seven for me is the Amazon Studio-sponsored Elvis and Nixon. You would also like a badge. A what? I would like to go undercover as a federal agent. I've been in 31 major motion pictures. That makes me an expert in costume and disguise. I could infiltrate the communists, and then I'd bust them all. Let's do this thing. An undercover rock and roller. Sounds ludicrous. I can supply my own firearms. All right, now what do we have on this guy? Well, he's one of the most famous men on the planet. Loves guns, hates the Beatles. The Beatles? Well, I don't like that. Okay, sir, do you have any firearms or weapons of any kind on your person? It's a good thing they didn't catch this little fella in my boot. Huh. <laughs> that was great. Was it? Yeah, I, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I I, I want to see it, but I didn't, have, I didn't put any, you, you know. You need to see it simply for the fact that it's based on a true story. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like that right. this happened. And Kevin Spacey is Nixon, and so that's great. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, very interesting pick. I have not seen that yet. Okay. Good. 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 That's two. two Another one we haven't even discussed on the podcast. This two makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. happy. Another one my wife wanted to watch. What do, what do I tell you? There you go. <laughs> yay for yay for your wife. That's right. All right. My number seven is uh, has also been said. The pitfalls of going last with five people. Uh, and I'm also going to agree with Melody that I wanted this to be higher, but I just couldn't make it any higher, and that's La La Land. Now, mm -hmm. this is a movie that should be tailor-made for me. Music is a massive part of my life. Damien Chazelle's Whiplash was my almost my favorite movie of 2015. But... La La Land just couldn't I just couldn't get it any higher. It has the best opening and the best closing of any movie that I saw all of 2016. But it's not really musical enough if that makes a lot of sense. It goes from being a musical to being like a jazz overview yeah. for like an hour, hour and a half, which is cool cuz I love jazz, but it loses steam for me there. It's still delightful, it's still wonderful. It's still number seven out of the myriad movies that I saw this year. But for me, it just, I wanted it to be higher, but I just couldn't get it. Just couldn't get it any higher. So that's it for me. So number six now, let's go back wow. to Chris. Chris, what Moving. is your number six? All right. Well, this movie, I had a smile on my face the entire time because I felt like this sequel definitely got things right. And I can't wait to see the next one. I hope it comes quickly, but that is my second Chris Pine movie of my list. Star Trek Beyond. I thought uh, this movie was fantastic. I had so much fun in it, um, and uh, it was just it was a blast. So I, you know, it was great. It was a good time. It really was. That movie definitely gets the award for the biggest unexpected turn of events based on the trailer. For sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, really. If we wow. had that category, that would definitely yeah, no that doubt. would definitely. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, good. That was hey, I can't you can't deny it. that movie really was very good. So it was yeah. it was great. Unex yeah, unexpectedly good. All right, cool. Daniel, what's your number six? So for number six, like Chris, that there was one movie that I really recommended 
to a lot of people. I just kept telling him about this movie, and um, it's a documentary. Documentaries don't usually make my top ten. I don't know why. Maybe maybe I'm I'm uh, unenlightened. I don't know, but I, I just don't usually enjoy them as much as you know re- you know narrative films. My number six pick is Wiener. That movie is amazing. That's Poor the fun. funniest. That's the funniest movie I've seen this entire year by a mile. I I've watched it three times. I watched it. Uh, what is I, wrong I, I with you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this, I think it's very telling of our different politics, I think, on this show. Wait a minute. What, what, you, so you see it as a comedy. I see it as a horror movie. Oh, it is, it is just it hilarious. There's just there's a moment there's a moment in that movie where where the documentarian, he's been silent this whole film, and he asks Anthony Weiner, why are you letting me film? This? Yes, <laughs> it's just an amazing moment. It is. I love it is. that movie. I have recommended that movie to so many people. <laughs> I watched that movie on an. I, I I was really tired on a long trip, and I had an eight-hour plane ride, and I could have slept, but instead I watched this movie because it was just so hilarious. So you need to watch this movie. Okay. The access, the access that filmmaker has to that family is just yeah. stupid, insane. It is. It's crazy. Well, it is. to be fair, all of Twitter has that kind of access. No, no, no. not like this. <laughs> not like this. Okay. Well, more love for Wiener. There we go. <laughs> all right. Stand by. So, Melody. What is your number six? I was in great debate over this pick. And now I feel now I feel no. (laughs) And now I feel a little confused at myself because Chris Chris put something else before this. But anyways, I'm going with it because this is what I have. So number six, I have Star Wars Rogue One. So sorry. Don't mean to be offensive. That's where it landed for me. Why is that offensive? offensive? It's a really good movie. Why why why? Well, it was it was fighting with the Star Trek film on my list. So oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you're you're gonna say number six. You're saying you enjoyed one over the other, and you chose. Okay, yeah. No, I got it. You I chose, got it. it was hard. Chose the right I, one. I enjoyed Probably. them for different Probably. reasons. Very different reasons. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you there have it is, chosen correctly. That's a good pick, <laughs> and if I had to choose between those two, I'd probably have to go Rogue One. So, uh, Josh. All right. What about you? What's your number six? All right, so number six is where my list starts to fall apart into an unrecognizable jumble of why am I listing this. But number six for me is, I guess, Doctor Strange, you know? Yes. For the innovative villain encounter. That was a good ending in that movie. Oh, my gosh, that was so great. It was a decent ending, and that's I think that's mainly why it gets a mention for me. Yeah. That's a good pick, man. Okay. That's good. Okay, Doctor yeah. Strange. Wow. Okay, that's pretty high, Josh. It's pretty high. We got two, it is, we got two, and I don't know why. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Okay. All right, Doctor Strange. Josh showing the Marvel love. Well, my number six is a movie that was one of the first that I saw when I was kind of starting my crash course here in December, and I thought for sure that it would roll off the more that I saw, but I just couldn't shake it. And it's a movie that I think had a lot of buzz, but not a, peop- not a lot of people remember or like as much as I did. I thought the story within a story narrative was stellar, and it was very uh, unusual, something that I really liked, and that is Tom Ford's Nocturnal Animals. It's got Amy Adams, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Michael Shannon, in a, uh, a performance that is one of my favorite of the year. Just Michael Shannon's You're talking about character. Shannon? 
Yeah, Michael yeah. Shannon. Yeah, his performance is it's one of my favorites of the year. It's just the performances are airtight. It's intriguing to try and figure out what's going on and why. Um, yeah. And and it's just it's just a thriller that worked for me on multiple levels. And so it, for me, it's Nocturnal Animals. I don't know that why. Movie, I don't know why more people don't like it, but I think it's phenomenal. That movie really is a conundrum for me. It is. I I I don't know. I don't know my thoughts on it. I was so confused when I left the theater. I didn't yeah, know how I had, felt. Yeah. Well, I had to work through it too. Uh, I, I I really did. But for me, it, it man, it, it comes together in just a great way. So Nocturnal Animals, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. So that takes us now to our top five Woo! of 2016. So, so far it looks like in the lead, probably Wiener or uh, Rogue <laughs> One at this point. So uh, let's go to Hell or High Water's got two as well, right? It I, does, I, but I they're both kind of they're both they lower, lower on our list. Oh, okay, that's true. So. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's make the turn here and let's go to our top five. Chris, what is your number five of 2016? Guys, guys, we have hit peak comic book movie. All right. There are Absolutely. so many comic book movies coming out. It's unbelievable. So I, I limited my list to two comic book movies, right? So I've already mentioned Doctor Strange, and I knew I was going to put one in this in this uh, in this this portion, right? Number five, top five, and so you know you've got like X Men Apocalypse. We've got uh, Civil War uh, <laughs> that came out. We've got no. I'm just saying there's there's so many movies, right? We had uh, Batman versus Superman, and we had Suicide Squad, and all this. But honestly, when I thought about the movie that I enjoyed the most, that I like really was like, wow, this is this is interesting. This actually makes things fun, and uh, I want to see more movies like this. It had to be Ted Deadpool for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed wow. Deadpool a lot. Uh, I thought it did different things. Uh, it was funny and fun. It was heartfelt. It didn't feel like uh, the cash grab that a lot of the others do. Uh, it didn't feel jam-packed with uh, characters and sequel, fawning for a sequel. Uh, it just felt like it was aware of what it was in a very real sense and gave the audience exactly what uh, it was and didn't try and be pretentious or uh, go any further than that. And so for me, Deadpool rocked it this year, uh, and I, I definitely thought it did a great job uh, with uh with making a comic book movie interesting and, uh, and and justify itself. So for me, number five, Deadpool. All right, top five. Very excited yes. for Deadpool. Yes, yes. That was nominated. <laughs> that was nominated for a Writers Guild Award hey, listen, and a Producers Guild Award. Deadpool. Well, when it comes to executing, really Writers the, Guild. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, the vision yeah, for ma- what that movie is trying to be—it knocks it out of the park. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. True. That movie is a lot of fun. Now look again. I'm not. I'm not saying this is critical acclaim. This is. These are movies that Chris enjoyed. Okay, and this is definitely in that my top. Five. Critically acclaimed for it, sure. It, it might get nominated for the Oscar for screenplay, if not more. Like it's. <laughs> Shocking, and it's one of those. It's one of those things too that's so interesting when you hear about how it got, you know, made. It's just an interesting story all around, from production to pre-production to you know the actual end result. Somehow it gelled together and 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 worked. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Good pick. It was it was hilarious and very unique. All right, Daniel. That takes us to your number five. What made your top five? Number five is a movie that you guys have mentioned before, and it's Hell or High Water. I'm a little surprised that it was uh, oh. as low as it was on y'all's list. I really loved that movie. Yeah. It, it, it was a pretty standard story, but it did some unexpected things and went in different places uh, that I didn't expect it to go. And I really, really was blown away by that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, it's great. I, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. It's a great movie. 
All right, good. So Hell or High Water making a comeback, making a comeback. Melody, what about <laughs> you? What is your number five? Okay, well, I think you guys misunderstood me on my last one when you thought I was choosing between yeah, Rogue they One did. or they totally did. Oh. They totally did. No, 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 no. <laughs> Star Trek Beyond one off Rogue One and is my number five. Because I love Star Trek. Take it or leave it, people. That's what I got. Okay. <laughs> good so call, Melody. The fandom wins out. Josh totally understood what you were saying, but Chad just like took over the conversation and yeah. correctly. It was pretty funny. Yeah, well, he probably gave me more credit than I deserved. <laughs> nevertheless, it's my number five. Carry on. All right, all right. Star Trek it is. That's two number that's a five and a six. That's pretty good. Okay. Josh, what is your number five? My number five is a movie that's actually moved up. I moved it up once before we started and once right after we started. So it's moved up a couple places in my list. Number five is Oliver Stone's Snowden. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Wow. Really? It, yeah. Yeah. I, that's not, it's not a perfect movie. It has, yeah. it has your Chris's favorite phrase, your on the nose moments, has your heavy handed metaphors. But overall, Joseph Gordon Levitt did a great job. Um, he did a fantastic job with the voice and the taking over the character. And just overall, it was it was an interesting story that obviously had been, you know, adjudicated in the in the news already, but was was told in a very tight and interesting way. And I liked it well enough to put it on the list. I haven't seen it yet, but after that, I'm going to rent it. Maybe even tonight do after it. we're finished here. I, yeah. I really I do want to see it. I really do. Hashtag pardon Snowden. That's right. There are so many other movies that are going to be better than that, Chris, that you could rent. Yes, that's <laughs> is true. Fact. But I have not seen those movies. Well, tell me that's what those true. are. I want to know. That's I want true. to know what those are. I'm several. more than willing. Yeah, we've we've been doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, already. No, I good. need to get you guys' lists in text form so I can watch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Good. 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 Number five. Number five. Well, my number five. Unlike Daniel, I love documentaries, and they very often crack my top 10. I only had one documentary this year though and this was where it fell for me at my number 5. A movie that I had had not really been on my radar and that I only saw 2 days ago, but it was highly impactful and wholly original in the way that it was made and when, you know, when so many documentaries are available, how they're put together really has a lot to do with how effective they can be because, you know, there's only so many ways to do do a documentary when you're dealing with real life and real people. And that is a movie called Tower. It is about the August 1st, 1966 mass shooting from the Austin, Texas campus from the Tower, the Sniper. It's one of the first uh, recorded mass shootings in American history. And it does a very interesting thing where it actually uses actors and then animates them to portray the events of the day, of that day in particular. And then as it progresses through the story, you eventually catch up with the real survivors that are still there. And it's also very interesting in that it never really mentions the shooter other than by name once, I think, and it doesn't go into his motivations and all that stuff, and it covers it in a way that I think all of these shootings should be covered. Let me get off my political soapbox, but it keeps the focus on the people and not about the shooter, and it is intense and it is heartbreaking and impeccably done. So I would highly recommend this. It's uh, available for rent now on uh, Amazon and iTunes. And that is Tower. It's a great, great film. All right. So that takes us now to our number fours. Chris, what is your number yes. four? All right. So as I mentioned before, I do my best uh, to think about films that I have recommended 
quite a bit throughout the year. And there seemed to be a subgenre of thriller slash horror movies that occurred this year. Uh, and those th- that genre is people trapped in a small space trying to get out. Those were films like uh, Green Room. Those were films like Don't Breathe, like 10 Cloverfield Lane. But the one that I think is better than even all of those, and the one that I've recommended quite a bit to a lot of people, uh, in fact, one would be Chad here, was a movie called Hush. I really liked this movie a lot. I believe it's still on Netflix, uh, but it's about a deaf writer who is in a secluded home in the woods. Suddenly some things begin to occur that she needs to do her best to figure out how to uh, to survive. And uh, I really like this movie a lot from the way it was made uh, to how smart I think it really is. I just, I really had a good time with Hush. And I've recommended it to, I don't know how many people. I think I've watched this movie with people like four times, um, you know, excluding the one time that I watched it by myself. So I've probably seen this movie five times this last year. Uh, and I, I really think it's a good, it's a really good movie. It's a great movie. My wife and I watched it right after the night that you recommended it. We both loved it. So it's it's great. And it's on, it's on Netflix, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's you definitely should see Hush if you haven't. All right. That takes us to number four for Daniel. What is your number four, Daniel? My number four pick, it was one of the more emotional movies of the year. And people are making a big deal out of uh, how emotional it is. But it's also a really, really funny movie. And that's Manchester by the Sea. It, it, it is really has a really sad subject matter. Uh, it's about death. But even though it is really emotionally moving, it's it's got some really funny moments. And, and it has a lot of the best performances of the year. Uh, so it's a great movie, Manchester by the Sea. Another one produced by Amazon. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Go Amazon. All right. Manchester by the sea. All right. Let's go to Melody. Melody, what is your number four? Well, I'm a little bummed because I thought I was going to be all sneaky and creative and pick hush and no one would think of it. <laughs> and my husband stole it from me. Boom. I'm a little bit irritated. That's awesome. Agree- well, you, you did have the opportunity to go first in our lineup, oh, Melody. Just that's, point. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's fair. the reason why I did it. That's, that's the reason fair. why I did it. <laughs> well, anyways, I do agree. We just watched Green Room a few days ago, and I was all prepared for that to be like something awesome because it's got all these great reviews. But I thought Hush was a better movie. So it's my number four. There it, it is. It is a better movie. Hush, first is, Hush is First of all, so that's, good. that's heresy. You're both crazy. But it is, it it is a good a, movie. It is a good movie. Hush oh, is a much better movie than Green Room. Oh, Come on. my word. Green okay. was fine, but wow. I, I was just expecting more with all the high praise. Well, okay. No doubt. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Josh, what is your number four? All right. So number four may or may not come as a surprise to people on this podcast and people listening. But my number four, I literally just saw two days ago, even though it came out in, I think it was February. Number four is Deadpool. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. What? What? This is a surprise, people. This is a real surprise. (laughs) So amidst all my complaining about Marvel movies this year, and believe me, I have plenty, Deadpool is the realization in that main character of everything that I complain about the writers doing for the rest of the movies. But this is the character who's supposed to do that. And he does it constantly. It's the constant one-liners the smart aleck humor that's that's who deadpool is and they just got to go wild with it and it was really original really uh you know 
fourth, sixteenth wall breaking, and it was great. As as superhero movies go, it was funny. It had me laughing several times, and it's it's of course juvenile at times, very juvenile. But overall, it's a lot. It was a the perfect realization of all the humor that the writers have been trying to put into all the other characters. Yes, it was. Good pick, Josh. Good pick. All right. So this is the movie for me, my number four, that I had no idea that it was going to land on my list, and certainly not this high. But it's one of the biggest enjoyments that I had at the movies all year long. It was hilariously funny and moving and beautifully written. And it was from a first-time writer-director lady by the name of Kelly Freeman Craig, and it's a movie called The Edge of Seventeen. It is delightful, folks, and not enough people have seen it. It has uh, Haley Steinfeld as a high school senior who has some home issues that are going on. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about that, and it's about it's it's very much like uh, another movie that almost made my top ten but didn't. Uh, Everybody wants some in that it's exploring. Uh, adolescence and what it means to grow up and all the feelings of angst that you have, but it's done in just an awesome way that is so moving and hilarious all the way through. Great acting. Uh, Woody Harrelson has a character that's that just steals every scene that he's in, and so if you get a chance to see it, you definitely should. It's The Edge of Seventeen, and it is great. Have any of you guys seen Edge of Seventeen? That's one of the few from this year that I haven't seen. And it is great. I have no idea what you're talking about. Of course. All right. Well, (laughs) that takes us now to our top top three. three. Here we go, folks. Our favorite three films of the year. Chris, what is your number three? Guys, I adored this movie. I was expecting to really like it, and it exceeded all of my expectations. Man, ugh. So good. Uh, And that is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Look, the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes of this movie is some of the best just action, uh, thrilling, wild ride moments in, in film for me, period. Uh, just really, really great. And like we said before in our review, Rogue One makes episode four, A New Hope, a better movie. And you know what? Not a lot of sequels or prequels or films in general try and even do that. And I think for them, uh, they just they had an impossible task and somehow they exceeded all of my expectations. So for me, my number three pick of this year is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. All right. Star Wars getting the love, getting the love. All right, Daniel, number three. The number three movie has been name-dropped a few times, but hasn't made it on anybody's list yet, I don't think. But back when I saw it, I could not stop thinking about this movie. It shook me to my core. Uh, That is Green Room. Oh, gosh. Uh, Man, I loved that movie so much. Don't you remember Daniel talking about that? Yeah, that's right, Daniel. Yes, I came came literally 15 minutes after seeing that movie, and we recorded a podcast. I forget which episode it was, and I was still like he was still crying (laughs) that that movie is just effortlessly frightening it doesn't feel like it's trying to be a horror movie it's just telling a story that happens to be scary and it is that's probably the most like affecting theater going experience for me in 2017 i was squirming and i was my hands were sweating that movie was amazing Good. Yeah, the, the, the only the only thing I can think of is that Mel and I just watched it in the wrong environment. Yeah. But no doubt. 
There's no doubt that that's true. That move, there, I, there is, I can't even think of a movie outside of spectacle pieces, but small movies that is better served than the theatrical experience. Because seeing yeah. that in the movies with yeah. a bunch of people, woo. I can imagine yeah, that for I'm sure. Telling you. Yeah. It just, yeah. it seemed, well, anyway, we can talk about that later. But okay, that's fine. I mean, it's on a lot. I mean, literally, yeah. that's why we watch it is because it's on a lot of people's top 10. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand why. So let's watch it. And then it just, it didn't. It didn't grab me. It now just let, didn't. Now let me ask you this: Have because Jeremy Saulnier is uh, he's uh, love the guy. Have you guys seen Blue Ruin yet? Yes. No, I have not because yet seen. That it. is his debut, and it's in my opinion, it's it's as good, if not even better, than Green Room in its own way. So mm-hmm. you need to see that. That's it's a great movie too. All right, and Daniel. I watched that movie. I watched it before there was hype about it. I didn't really know, and I hadn't seen Green Room, so I, I kind of I didn't go in blind per se, but I kind of didn't know what, exactly what to expect. So it really caught me off guard and in a w- literally packed theater so yeah i think oh, that yeah. definitely helped but it that was would help for sure crazy. no doubt we had very high expectations so yeah that didn't help. okay well good pick daniel good pick all right so let's move to melody melody we're in the top three number three for you all right well i'm very excited about this pick i hope it counts because i'm not entirely sure i don't think it came out in theaters i think it might have been straight to netflix but uh my my top three film is the little prince Once, when I was six years old, I believed something very simple. That what is most important is invisible to the eye. This is our little corner of the universe. But then I grew up. I forgot all about being a child. We will find a way home. Until something miraculous happened. We will find Oh, yeah. It is a kid's movie, but it's just so beautiful. Like, if I start talking about it, I'll start crying because it was just a, just a very, very moving, beautiful, wonderful film. That's my, my top three. All right. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot movie. to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, you yep. must. You must. That movie has kind of kind of gotten forgotten about this year. That really is a fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it really, it really is a very, very good movie. Yes. Yep. When I was thinking about all the kids' movies, it was it was definitely at the top of my kids' list for sure. That's really awesome. high up to number three. All right, solid, solid pick, Josh. What about you? What's your number three? All right, so I can only imagine everyone else's reaction to me putting this at number three. But despite the issues I had with this movie. I think it was still a good movie and still deserving of a high ranking, and that is Arrival. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what? My, oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm Folks. having an aneurysm. I'm having a freaking aneurysm over here. Folks, the mm, reason technically that... you wouldn't be able to talk if right. you were having an aneurysm. There you go. There's Josh. There's Josh. He's bringing it back. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I what? literally am having a visceral reaction yes. just like I had to the movie. Yeah, what, <laughs> what you folks are missing is that over the course of New Year's, we, we were all, several of us oh, were that's... together uh, in a cabin in the woods, and this exact conversation came up. And so Josh kind of dug in, and we dug in. So for him to put it number three is kind of a big deal. Josh, please oh, explain gosh. yourself. Yeah, you need to explain yourself. I, so no, look, I only dug in on that one issue, and even I admit that that issue is something that's that's not going to be a conscious problem for 95% of the population. And that doesn't change the fact that it was a well-constructed movie and a good narrative. 
around it. Okay. I, 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 I can recognize the fact that I am specially <laughs> biased about this one thing, and that I, that I am, shouldn't I, affect my judgment of the story. I am shaking right now. I don't even know my body. I don't get even yourself know under control, Chris. Calm down. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a surprise. Welcome, that's Chris. a surprise for sure. I mean, Although, take a drink of water. Or but... Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. If we had finished this top ten and Josh had Snowden on his list and not Arrival, there would have been real <laughs> Seriously. problems. Real Seriously. problems. That's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. Well, my number three is uh, two things. It's the movie in, where I cried the most, like unimaginable amounts of tears for a movie. It was ridiculous. Um, not always bad. And it has in it, and I say this objectively, this is not my opinion. It is my opinion, and it's not objective. But uh, as objective as I is, it's, it, it's pretty clear when you see this movie. It has the best performance by a child actor in the history of filmmaking, and that's Sonny Parwar in Lion. I have to find my way back home. How long were you on the train? A couple of days. A couple of days. Take a lifetime to search all the stations in India. Do you have any idea what it's like? How every day my real brother screams my name. I always thought that I could keep this family together. I need you, Saru. What if you do find home and they're not even there? And you just keep searching. I don't have a choice. And the first half Man, of this, so many the defense. first half what? of this movie, uh, where he's a little boy, it is the. Gr- I'm telling you, folks, it's the greatest performance by a child uh, that I have ever seen. And I went in knowing nothing about this movie, nothing about the story that it's based on. It is based on a true story, and that was to my great benefit. I laughed, I cried, oh my word, have my, not just me, the entire audience, mm-hmm. in, in good ways, and it's uplifting and wonderful. Uh, now, it has some problems, it's not a perfect movie, the second half, I think, has some problems, the way that it's constructed and the way that it bears things out, but overall, this movie is a movie that is going to be nominated for multiple Academy Awards, and it deserves every one of them. There's been a little bit of a backlash, which I don't get. Uh, for me, it was one of the most impactful films I saw all year, and it is worth it. It is worth it just to see uh, Sonny Parwar. I'm telling you, it's it's great. So if you get a chance to see Lion, go and see it for sure. We have heard that, this. So. That, that movie's also on the honorable mentions, and I, that's the movie I was most sad to see get bumped out of my top ten. I really, really tried to fit it in, but I just liked other things. But that's a fantastic, fantastic movie. Yeah, I'm super sad, too, if you put Green Room on there and not Lion, but whatever. <laughs> Although I like Green Room. All right, folks, we're here to our top two, our number one and number two picks. We're narrowing in on uh, what is going to be the overall screener's winner. And so, Chris, what is your number two movie of 2016? You know, normally by this time, after having seen a film that my children are continually to listen to the soundtrack, I go insane. Uh, Frozen, man, I got tired of that real quick. But Moana, man, it's a different story. I have, I love the soundtrack. The movie was unbelievably great. 
Uh, and for me, I want to see Moana again, and I want to see it again, and I want to see it again. I think it was one of the best Disney films ever, and I, I just wow. I had a wonderful time in it. And so for me, my number two of the year is Disney's Moana. That's way wow. up there. All right. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, good. It's definitely effective, no doubt about it. Okay, number two for you, Daniel. What's it going to be? Unless I'm mistaken, I think my number two pick is going to be the number one pick for Chris, Melody, and Chad. Uh, so I, I, I can already tell you able... that you're incorrect, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, Chad's okay. going to pick a French movie that no one that, else has heard yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, I wasn't able to be a part of the review for this movie, but uh, that, that's a rival. I loved that movie so much. It, it was just surprising, so surprising, so well done, and really moving. Um, that was just an overall really, really great sci-fi movie. So Arrival, fantastic movie. Great pick, great pick. Indeed. All right, let's find out how correct he was. Well, no, we won't know yet. But Melody, will we? What's your number two? <laughs> well, he was pretty close to correct. I feel like I have really gone back and read, uh, well, whatever, we're here now. So here it is, number <laughs> two. This like, made you, it up. This made it up really high on my list, like in my head early on. And then I, it's still there. And number two is 10 Cloverfield Lane. There you All have right. it. All right. I, yeah. I, I really loved this film a lot. I loved every minute of it. I loved the feeling of it, the acting, the directing. It was marvelous. So yeah. it, th- there it is, number two. Nice. Uh, that's high up there. I am not mad I about know. that pick, though. It was on my top ten for a long time. Yep. Movie's awesome. Filled Lane. It is awesome. Go Dan yeah, really Bird. Yep. All right, Josh. Number two. What's it gonna be? Arrival's already off the board. What is left? Yeah. Okay. So number two. I'm right there with Melody on whatever we're here now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number two uh, gets on my list probably by virtue of it being a movie that I did not expect to like. And was pleasantly surprised. So number and something and a, a franchise I have a, a lot of love for in my life, but have not been impressed by lately. Number two for me is Star Trek Beyond. Oh my God! Have yes! Mercy. Yes! Wow. Yes! Yes! No. yes! I know. I know. It's so good. That movie's really good. It's there. I did it, and let's not ever talk about it again. <laughs> if you freaking Trekkies hijack our list, yes. and Consider that them. comes out winning, <laughs> it's not going to, so I'm not worried about it. But still. <laughs> we don't know what's going to be number one. Come on. I, right. I have not seen like any of December release movies, so... Take that as you will. So you liked that movie better than Arrival. Okay, okay. Was all did everything check out in that movie, Josh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, Thank you very it much. It was scientifically accurate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do the okay. boys really have that? It was, it was not racist. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure it was. Jalen sure was, was very somewhere. inclusive. Can we please move on before I get upset again? Let's just, can you just keep going? All right. Well, my number two is Arrival. For a long time, I thought it was going to be my number one until it wasn't. For all the reasons that have already been said, it's uh, it's a work of art. It is emotional. It's wonderful. Gonna, uh, I'm sure we'll hear about it again here in just a few minutes. It's just one of the best <laughs> movies of the year, and I don't think that's I don't even think you can question that. Uh, but for me, it was my uh, my clear number two, which takes us to our number one movies of the year. Chris, what is yes. your favorite film of 2016? 
Suicide Squad. Uh, it was just. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I, I, without no, a doubt. I'm just joking. It was Batman versus Superman. It was Batman versus Superman. <laughs> um, no, for me, Arrival. Look, this movie. I, I was. I, I just caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting for it to have the emotional impact that it did. Uh, you know, when I saw the trailer, I thought I knew what kind of movie it was going to be. I was going to enjoy that movie, but it just takes a 180, and it it it. It destroyed all of my expectations, and man, I really, I really had a, an amazing experience. I'd, there's only a few films I can think of throughout my life that I've walked out and have had a profound impact on me. Um, you know, Jurassic Park being one of them, and Arrival did that for me. I, I, I had a, a visceral, physical reaction to this movie. And that's what I want film to be. That's what I want film to do. I want to think about it. I want to feel something. I want to walk out and be changed because of it. And uh, I just, I love movies and I love film. I love things that do this. And Arrival, Arrival for me is is that. It, it was just incredible. It was an incredible movie. There are days that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. Signs of what might be called first contact. The objects measure at least... I'm Colonel G.T. Webber from Army Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they call him, the UFO. Who's being carted off in the medevac? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours, a door opens up. That's where we go in. So that's it. That's why I loved it so much more than I can. I did. You're still capable of feeling things. There you go. That's right. <laughs> that's what it is. That's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. So, Daniel, that brings us to your number one movie of 2016. What is it? I can't believe you guys are so wrong about this movie. My number one pick easily by, by 10 miles is La La Land. Strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you gonna do? I have my own club. Is that gonna happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting. That movie. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That movie is one By of my ten favorite miles. Films. That that movie is one of my favorite films of all time. Wow! Uh, I really? absolutely for real. That movie I've seen it three times in theaters. I might go back and see it in IMAX. That movie is just it's romantic and funny and unashamedly old fashioned. It is mm-hmm. it's right up my alley. I, I mean, the chemistry between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling is some of the best I've ever seen in any movie. I just love everything about this movie. It is fantastic. It's my number one pick. Wow. All right. 
Listen, adamant okay. defense. I I agree. It is a wonderful movie. It's just I think it gets a lot of credit just because it's a throwback. If just taken as exactly. it as it yeah. is, agree. Uh, you know, as a musical, it's not really fully a musical. It's kind of a review kind of piece. But like I said, it has my favorite opening, and in my opinion, unquestionably the best ending scene of any movie of the year. There's no doubt. And beautiful, but I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. greatest of all. I don't know. Yeah. So oh, for yeah. me, it's on my honorable mentions. I I really I had a good time with it. I think honestly, I think it failed as a musical, but I think as a oh. actual like I really do because I there, when I, when I think of a musical, I think of there 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 are things I can sing along with or you know there there are, I just don't think it really did a great job of. It. I think it forgot it. Like it you forgot were saying, it was Chad. a musical. It did. Yeah. Because Damien Chazelle's background is in jazz. And that's yeah. Fine. And so. It's okay. It's fine. But but for me, there was some camera work in this movie that did blow my mind. Uh, there's a scene uh, where the camera moves forward and wraps around Emma Stone as she's giving her uh, performance. And yeah. I just – I was blown away by that movie. There, there's a lot of wonderful – if you're a filmmaker, you, you get blown away by what they're doing. But I don't – I honestly don't think that – like I said, it didn't even hit my top ten. It was in my honorable mentions. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's yeah, I don't, movie, wanna, it? I don't want to sound negative on it because it's a great movie. It no, it's not, I know I I liked it too. I've got three honorable mentions, and La La Land is one of them. So there you go. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's seriously, I'm not over exaggerating. That it's one of my favorite films of all time, and uh, and it's probably going to win Best Picture, hopefully, because it it's the correct pick. It, 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 yes, it will. Think. Now here's, <laughs> here's I'll bet you here, 50 here's all, here's where this gets sticky because when we get to our Oscars episode, we can talk about it. The its main competition, which would be Moonlight. It it's not La La Land is better than Moonlight, but I don't know if La La Land can beat Moonlight in this current climate. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, which takes us to Melody. What is your number one film of 2016? Well, I'm sure it will come as a great shock to all of you, but it is Arrival, <laughs> which is clearly the best film of the year. So I'm not really sure what else there is to say about it. It was wonderful in every way. The end. All right, good pick, good pick. Josh, that brings us to you. So you've got Star Trek Beyond in the penultimate spot, which is <laughs> of all the things that are shocking to me. So amazing. from you, that, oh, that just would be way up there. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't imagine what's number one. So what is it? I, I feel the need to stress a third time that I don't think I've seen a single movie that had a December release date. So... It's a disappointment a little bit, even to me, to put this at number one, but I can't bring myself to put a Marvel movie there. I can't bring myself to put Star Trek there or even Arrival. So this movie was uneven. I, I'm aware of that criticism and I agree with it, but I like to reward movies for being um, outside Hollywood trends. And again, no movies released in December have I seen. My number one pick of the year is Hail Caesar. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. How long since your last confession, my son? 27 hours. It's really too often. You're not that bad. Here at Capitol Pictures, as you know, millions of people look to us for information and uplift and, yes, entertainment. And we're going to give it to them. And action. An army of technicians and actors and top-notch artistic people are working hard to bring to the screen our biggest release of the year. Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had but 
If we have... Ha... Faith! 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 Cut! Ah. Oh, gosh. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Uh, have mercy on my soul. No, I should have no, kept Daniel to cover his ears. Yeah. I really should have. Is an oh. outrage. <laughs> that movie sucks. That movie it was okay. terrible. Big so time bad. Session. First of all, so all of you people need to back up. It's not awful. Shame on you. It's not awful. It's funny. It's... Don't begrudge this man his choice. <laughs> I did. I will do what I please. Oh, you have all, every, everyone on this podcast. That's all they do. All so. lectured, <laughs> you all lectured us about how this was just a favorites, and it's whatever moved you. And then the man pours his heart out here, and we crush it. <laughs> He's wrong. Thank you. Chad. All right, Chad. Yes, come he, on, is, man. he is objectively wrong. It's not the best movie of 2016. No, I'm But if it's his favorite, then good for him. Good for oh, him. it is my favorite out of movies that I have seen. Sure, that's fair. With the detour. We need to see a lot of movies this year. It's funny. It's funny. It is very funny. All right, which brings me to my number one pick. This was a movie that snuck up on me after I saw it, after when I first immediately left the theater. I knew that it was really something, and the more that I processed it, uh, and then the more that I began to deconstruct it and go over how it was actually put together and and really start to figure out the director's intentions, uh, it really got deep into my into my spirit. I mean, it was it's 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 unbelievable, and it's a movie that I think will get some award recognition, but probably not going to win. Although, in my my opinion, it's not my favorite movie of the year by any stretch because it's so difficult, but it is. Definitely Manchester by the sea. If you could take one guy to an island with you and you knew you'd be safe because he was the best man, he was going to keep you happy, if it was between me and your father, who would you take? My daddy. I think you're wrong about that. I'm just a backup. Lee, nobody can appreciate what you've been through. And if you really feel you can't take this on, you know, that's your right. Where are we going to the orphanage? Shut up. Get in the car. Can't obey your orders until you unlock the door. Whatever you decide, he can always stay with us if he wants to come up weekends. Do you want to be his guardian? Well, he doesn't we want to already, be my guardian. We've for already Christ's sake, got a house. Got four, We're trying to lose some kids, kids at this point. House? This is a movie that I think is a a masterpiece. It is a meditation on grief. It is done in a way that is more literary than it is cinematic. Now, it is very cinematic, but in the way that it is put together, it is very much done in a way like real life, like the camera will linger on things that you would never shoot in a movie, like an extra two seconds on a guy's hand opening a door or somebody getting out of a car and the guy forgets to put his foot on the brake because he hasn't put it in park yet. And it makes these moments happen just to accentuate that this is what life is and life goes on. It is also funny in the midst of unimaginable grief. It's been said that this movie is the saddest movie and a hard watch and all that. And that's true, but it's also in its own way very life affirming. But it's not done in a way that's full of tropes. It's Casey Affleck, I think, is a slam dunk for the Academy mm-hmm. Award. And it's just a movie that moved me in a way not not like Lion where I wept openly, although I definitely cried a few times in the movie it just gets deep into you because it's put together with such deft hands by the director Kenneth Lonergan so it's a movie that I think is like I said I think it's a masterpiece and for me was by far 
the most impactful movie of the year, Manchester by the Sea. So there you and go. And Michelle Michelle Williams has this scene that just oh yeah rips your heart R- rips in it a thousand out. pieces. Rips oh. it out. That one scene will get her oh, a, a nomination gosh. for the Academy Award, deservedly so. It's just. Yes. It's uh, it's it's immaculately put together, and Josh, I recommended it to your wife because of her background. She she would really appreciate this movie in the way that it's put together. So if you get a chance to see it, you should. You, I, yeah, we'll I mean, have to watch it. It's it's Amazon, right? So it, it's yeah, on there. It, it, yeah, Amazon made the movie. So anyway, that's Manchester by the Sea. So let's back up now and let's see. It seems like we had two was arrival. Josh was arrival. Number three, Daniel had it where arrival two, wins. It wins and one and one. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. have to be Star Trek Beyond. Yay! <laughs> so I was worried that would have been that would have been awesome. No, if, uh, no. If <laughs> It but, should be La La Land, and I'm ashamed. It's not La La Land. I'm sorry, Daniel. <laughs> do, it's not. Do me a favor, Chad, and tell me that my vote for Arrival didn't actually push it over the top there. It didn't, but your vote for Star Trek almost okay, put that over the top. So that makes oh, you feel I would have been much happier with that result. No. All right, so uh, before we go to our next section where Chris is going to lead us, let's just talk very briefly about honorable mentions. So, Chris, yes. do you have any honorable mentions? I already mentioned La La Land, um, and then Pete's Dragon. Uh, Melody had mentioned that I man, that movie it's great, right? Blew me away. It yeah. really did. I, I wasn't expecting it to be so fun and uh, adventuresome. Uh, it was a good. It was a good movie. And then Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I that movie. I was looking forward to seeing, and man, it was good. It it it, it did some really great things. I only wanted to put one of the. Trapped in a small space movie on my list, so unfortunately, Ten Cloverfield Lane got pushed out. But uh, definitely, it was a uh, it was a great movie. So yep. those are my three honorable mentions. And I do have Ten Cloverfield Lane over Green Room, just in my on my list. I know that Daniel, <sighs> you know, Daniel thinks it's the greatest thing, whatever. Daniel, <laughs> uh, any honorable mentions from you? Yes, I've mentioned a few of them already. Lion is just amazing, amazing emotional movie. Jackie has some of the most like evocative images that I've seen in a movie in a really long time. It's just very intriguing and interesting. Moonlight, I thought it was fantastic. I don't think it's the masterpiece that that people are making it out to be, but it is. It's a it's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Very uh, good look at humanity. And then. A movie that I'm really, really sad is getting kind of lost in the awards season conversation because it has some of the best performances of the year. That's Loving. Did any of you guys see Loving? I did. I did see Loving. Man, Um, I love that movie. You know, I love that director. I mean, Take Shelter is and and some of his other work is is great. It just didn't – I don't know what it was about it. It just didn't hit land for me. The performances were great, but it just didn't land for me. But it's still a good movie, still very good. I really, really love that one a lot. So, yeah, so those are my honorable, honorable mentions. Okay, Melody, and how about you? The ones I had on here were Green Room and Moana. Uh, I was sad I didn't get Moana on the list because it was great. Uh, I have more on my list of movies that I did not get to see that would have probably made my list, such as Silence, Doctor Strange, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Sully were ones that I really wanted to see. So I'll make that happen one of these days. Good, good, good. All right, Josh, did you have any honorable mentions? I actually did have a couple more movies that I saw this year Ooh. that didn't make the list. So one that was on my first pass down the 2016 releases list, but somehow I forgot about it when I was making the final list, and it really sh- probably should have made the top ten over one of them that I had there, was Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Good. It, it had its gimmicks, yeah. but it had its fun, too. It was good. And Yeah, it's fun. Two other ones, uh, documentaries that I didn't get a chance to shove into the top ten. Thirteenth um, and Into the Inferno by Werner Herzog. Into the Inferno I, is good. 
I did not enjoy Into the Inferno. I didn't. I wasn't you, a big fan. You have to enjoy Into the Inferno just because of the narration. Well, just yeah, because it's, there's this it's German funny, guy talking about the eternal song. fire under the earth that does not care about it's humanity. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, the reason I like it is because my four-year-old sits there and talks about volcanoes the entire it's time. With <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay, very good, very good. My honorable mentions, I had Birth of a Nation is a movie that I know there's a lot of controversy around it. I still think it's uh was very well done in a great yeah, directorial great debut. Hunt for the Wilder People, movie that I liked a lot, Pete's Jeez. Dragon, a movie called Cresha, which is uh, an independent film that was shot for about $20,000 at this filmmaker's home, and it has one of the best performances that you have ever seen in your life. Captain Fantastic, another movie I loved. Kubo and the Two Strings, for sure. And then Fences. Uh, the only reason Fences didn't make my top ten is because it definitely feels like a play and not like a movie. Yes. Although the performances, I think Volley Davis is going to win an Academy Award and Denzel will be nominated. Mm. Ten well, Cloverfield, it is a play. It is a play, yes. It's adapted from a play. Ten Cloverfield Lane, Moonlight, which the problem I have with Moonlight is I think it's two-thirds of a great movie. The first two, thir- the first two chapters of that movie are mm. breathtaking. And then for me, I just the third didn't work as well. And then finally, a movie that's available on Netflix, which, Chris, I think you you and Melody, if you haven't seen it, you'll love this movie, but you especially, called The Invitation, which is, uh, I don't want to say anything about it, except if you like movies where things happen that are unexpected and you like atmosphere, you should see that. So those are my honorable mentions. What? Mm. It's called The Invitation? The Invitation. Yes. Trust me. Trust me. You'll you'll like it. Oh, I do. You'll it's like done. It. It's happening. So that's it, guys. We made it through our top ten. The uh, screeners' number one movie of 2016 is Arrival. So, yeah, you haven't seen Arrival, we just booed that. See it. Go see it. Daniel booed it because he wants to go dance Daniel. on the stage. It should be La La Land. Good like for you, Daniel. The reason why is because you don't have an affinity to the real wonderful musicals in the history of the world. <laughs> That's well, true. That's La La Land barely oh. classifies as a musical. Let's just get that exactly. out of the way. It's a movie with music, with two music scenes and then stuff in the middle. But whatever. So your own expectations <laughs> for a musical is what hurt it. No, is that what you're saying? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I wanted to love right. it. Don't I like it. It still was you my number gonna make seven. Me start a fight. It was my right. number seven. <laughs> I loved it. All right, and with that, let's go to the cutting room floor. The cutting room floor. All right, guys. So we are finished now with the positive side of the year, and now we're going to get into the more negative side of the year. We're going to talk about our biggest disappointments, the worst movie of the year, the movie that I didn't like but everybody else did, or it seems so, and then a little bit of positivity with some of the things that I like but no one else seemed to. So here we go. We're going to start with our biggest disappointment of the year. I'm going to go in a little bit of a different order from what I we went before. So Melody. What was your biggest disappointment of 2016? I mean, I had some trouble figuring this out because I I think most of the movies that would have been my biggest disappointments, I have begun to follow the lead of my husband and filter through Rotten Tomatoes. So I didn't see a lot of them that may have been my biggest disappointments, like, you know, some of the bigger blockbusters. But uh, I went with Jack Reacher, too. Uh, because Jack Reacher <laughs> was, a good pick. was so wonderful. You were disappointed? Like, you expected good things of that movie? Yeah, the, the first, first one great. was great. Yeah, it really was. Yes, yeah. it was Never clever and funny. And it's and Tom Cruise. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But the, this one was, was just very disappointing. So there you have it. That's a great pick. Uh, 
Yeah, no, that is a very good pick. Okay, uh, let's see here. Let's go with Josh. What is your biggest disappointment of the year? Yeah, so I did not properly prepare for this category because I missed it in our little summary. But oh, no. as it turns out, <laughs> this I is have, easy for you. <laughs> as it turns out, We're I was his disappointed by <laughs> everything that happened this year. So, no, I actually I have one that fits the bill. I think my biggest disappointment of the year if I had to choose, would be Christopher Guest mascots. Ooh, oh, yeah. Another great yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah, it had its moments, but overall, man, I literally fell asleep. So That is a good pick, man, because that's one of those things yeah. that he's a great... That he's, he's He makes really great movies, and that one just yeah. really came out of left field as being bad. Yeah. Okay, Very Chad, good. what's your biggest disappointment of Every, the year? Everybody knows it. I'm not going to waste time <laughs> on it. It's Batman <laughs> versus Superman. It's yeah. Objectively horrible in almost every measurable way. <laughs> Zack Snyder has single-handedly ruined the character Oof. and the DC universe. And the sooner they get him out of there, the better Oof. we'll all be. I I bought wow. the movie, the extended versions, to give it a second chance. It explained. <laughs> wait, wait, but hold on, hold on. You oh. purchased it though, so you just lost a lot of credibility. First of all, <laughs> first of all, vote, vote with your wallet. I, <laughs> Love Fire Superman. that man. Take I my love buddy. Superman. <laughs> and I was going to have to rent it, you know, and they had it on sale for like nine bucks. So it's like three That's more dollars. Quiet people. I still buy discs and I only buy them <laughs> if they have great special features. And admittedly, it has some great special features about behind Listen to me. But the movie's terrible. This, the end is my is... biggest disappointment. I hate it. This is almost like Josh putting a rival as his number three, like or number two, whenever that was. That blew Explain my mind. How it, oh, it's like this. Oh, okay. No, it just blew my mind. It's like, what? what you you, you hate this just... movie, but I just I, I don't like that movie. But here, I'm gonna give it more money. Anyway, you, all Chris, right. You were you were there that night when Melody and I organized his DVDs, and I took home oh, yes. like five of them because there were duplicates. <laughs> <and triplets. laughs> like, you see, Chad, like, we're talking so... about Amadeus, and you took home yeah a whole bunch of fun, fun, great movies. All right, uh, so. So great you had Daniel, Daniel, what was your biggest disappointment of the year, man? My biggest disappointment. Uh, now, Batman vs Superman is a worse movie, but Suicide Squad for me is the most disappointing because there is so much going for it in that movie. That movie has some great stuff in it, and I rewatched it just yesterday. And and overall, it's a fun movie, but there's just some stupid, stupid decisions in that movie and yeah. really bad writing. That ruins what could have been a really fantastic movie. So that's the most disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad for me was about to be the one that I put on here, but I figured someone else would say it. So I did not put it on here. Wait a minute. Hold uh, the presses. Chris, you mean you changed your list at the last minute? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. I just assumed that somebody else would. I, I did not change my list. This is my biggest disappointment. I wrote this hours ago. And that is Ghostbusters, the theatrical cut mm. of Ghostbusters. Now, the they came out with an extended version of Ghostbusters, which I think is actually better, uh, much better, uh, because it explains a lot of stuff that I did. The plot wise, I did not understand why they did some of the things that they did. They actually filled in the holes of in the extended edition. But the theatrical cut of the new Ghostbusters movie was definitely my biggest disappointment of 2016. Okay, wow. uh, so yeah, yeah, there it is. So let's talk now about, I'm going to save worst movie for last. I'm going to go with right now movies that I liked 
that nobody else did this past year? So, or maybe just a vast majority you felt like was getting a lot of hate. What are those movies that you're like, man, I like this movie, but people just seem to be hating on it. Melody, what was that movie for you? I feel like I'm going to get clobbered over the internet when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't worry, no one listens. Uh, <laughs> no, by by Mr. Guyton. Okay, I didn't. Okay, I didn't love this movie. It wasn't really a good movie, but I don't join in the hate. For Batman, don't you dare say Superman. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. This has everything to do. Yes. I'm not even gonna say it. This has uh, nothing to do with uh, the movie. I'm out. Uh, uh. Yes, it does. It has, everything with with the movie. it has everything to do with that video that Brett Cole <laughs> did. That's it. Period. Okay, yeah, fine. It's Brett it's Cole. Fine. It has nothing to do with the movie. Because of Brett Cole and both I'm of the movies he did. Saying that <laughs> just admitted it, gave it, Josh. Good perspective on you the did. film. I heard her. But besides that video, the movie, like. I, I, I understand what you're saying, and there was five zillion problems with the movie. However, I still enjoyed the experience, and so I don't join in the hate. So this Go. was that was my pick. It was the best one I could come up with. You'll believe a man can fly. Rise above it. Okay. Mary? Let, let, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, wow. Wait a minute. Uh, this whole Josh. fight can stop now. <laughs> Josh. Josh. <laughs> Please, what was a movie that you enjoyed that no one else did this year? Was there one that actually fit the bill for you? So, no one else. We we had a little discussion about this amongst ourselves. Does no one else mean critics, or does no one else mean the four of you people? Whatever you want it to mean, Josh. Either way, th- this one this one kind of fits the bill for me. And I get off easy here because it's obvious what that movie is for me, and it's Hail Caesar. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Okay. You All right. Just let the Coen brothers do their thing. There you go. Uh, all right. I kind of like Hell Caesar. It's all right. <laughs> oh, Chad. Stop. I do. Chad. How about you? The movie that I liked that most people didn't at first, and I had to, this was the one, just honest what, to goodness, what was on my list, but then I had to change it when I actually looked it up. It actually is, the, is Ghostbusters. I don't understand why people didn't like that movie. I thought it was two-thirds of a really funny funny comedy and then the last part of it but when i looked it has like a 74 75 percent on rotten tomatoes so that doesn't qualify so the one for me that the the next level down i didn't like it as much but i thought you know it was kind of it was okay it's not the worst thing i don't understand the hate um now if i watch it again i may change my mind is is ben affleck's the accountant i don't think that movie's that terrible (laughs) calm down i don't i I said it was watchable. Like that has some decent action. I just people just were like, "This is the worst thing ever," and I didn't get that. I thought it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's throwaway. It's so, fine. That falls under the list of movies that my wife was like, "Yeah, we like." I'd I'd go see that sometime if we could go see a movie. And I was like, "No, we we are not seeing that movie," and because it it falls under the same banner that Mister and Missus Smith did for me of movies that. Just why would you make them? And they look terrible. Well, for one, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is incredible. It is uh, but awful. It is two, <laughs> for two, uh, for two it's a San Andreas moment here, people. Unbelievably awful. Incredible. That's the consensus of the screeners. We're about to go into different territory. No, I actually, I actually like Mr. and Mrs. Smith quite okay, a bit. Good. You but, liked San Andreas, too, once you watched it. Yes. Yeah, You're I did. What, what's up? So The Accountant had an amazing trailer. I was so excited for that movie. That movie was so dreadfully boring. I could barely stay awake. Nah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was so boring. It had one good scene of action and nothing else. <laughs> it, has like it. it has like an 80% seats. audience score. So in your All face. right. 
Wow. Daniel, Daniel, what about you? What What is something that you enjoyed that no one else did? Okay, so I'll say I liked this movie. I did not love it. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't a perfect movie, but I this movie got really panned and really the internet was going nuts about this movie, about how terrible it was, and I'd never understood it. That's Passengers. Did any of you guys see it? No, I didn't because I, 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 I heard it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just not. I, I truly don't understand. It's a fine movie. I don't know. I really don't understand hmm. why people got so upset about that movie, but it was, it was, it was good. It was okay. You know, it was great. All right. Okay. okay. Hey, okay. guys. It was great. Here's the deal. It's okay. It was great. So here's the deal. You guys are, this is, this is going to break the podcast. I know it's going to, you guys are going oh, to, please, please let it be. You're gonna, <laughs> this is going to destroy everything. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I really think that this is uh this is accurate because I enjoyed this movie and it seems as though, I mean, I, I look at it, the critics, I guess, gave it actually a pretty good mid tier rating, but everybody that I heard from said this movie was terrible. Guys, Michael Bay directed a movie this year, and it was called 13 Hours. And it was actually pretty great. Uh, I liked oh, it quite a bit. And I heard a lot of bad things about that movie, that it wasn't supposed to be good, that it was a blah, 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 blah. I, I loved 13 Hours. First I thought of it was all, a I don't re- know why that would break the podcast. 13 Hours Seriously. is a very good movie. Eh. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. great it's action. Okay. It's solid. I just heard a lot of bad things about it. I just, you know, I, I, I so I didn't go see it, in the, and I gave I, it was a long time before I actually rented it and watched it. It was only a couple of months ago, and I was like, well, it's Michael Bay. I'm just gonna watch it. And I was like, what? What is this movie? This is this is Michael Bay where he should be. This is he should be doing this anyway. So I, I actually quite enjoyed it a lot. So I agree with hours. everything you said, Chris. Good. Thank wow. you. What? Thank you. I'm Bam. Say that when you said Michael Bay directed a film this year. Yeah. I really thought you were going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Yes. Oh, that, that would have broken the podcast. What a waste <laughs> yeah, of my exactly. time that movie was. I just you saw that movie. Oh, we, reviewed we reviewed that it, stupid Josh. movie. Oh, my God. You was, reviewed it. That's the, yeah, I passed on that one. Oh, God. All right. Okay. So here we're going to move on to our next category, and that is a movie that I did not like that critics or everybody else seemingly enjoyed for some reason. And so, uh, Melody, we'll start with you. What was that movie for you? Clearly, without a doubt, that movie was Hail Caesar. I hated it. It was horrible. Everything about it. Everyone else can't both love and hate that movie. (laughs) Everybody liked that movie. It's getting critical review. I mean, you know, it it got a 75 on Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. And I would give it like a three. <laughs> maybe, not. Not. maybe like a thirty-two. Okay. Let's talk about this, Melody. The Twitch talk. An eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hail Caesar. Uh, yeah, go to top high. critics. Go to the trustworthy critics. No, I'm just telling you that that you know, eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I know we the other there are other I'm things. I'm saying click on top yeah. critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, all right, whatever, dude. Jeez, seventy-five percent is still fresh. It's still, I mean, okay. that's you know, seventy-five percent. That's like a C, right? So, all right, yeah. so, three out of four people. These get degrees, right? Oh, let's stop talking. Three out of Josh. four. What? How about you? Did you have a movie that fit this? Uh, oh, I do. Like? I do. Really? Oh man, it's shocking. Let's, let's let's have a conversation. Let's all talk together about. How awful Ten Cloverfield Lane was! What? Oh, you are crazy! What? What? Ten, Ten Cloverfield Lane Oof. was. Uh, it's supposed to be claustrophobic, but it is uneven, 
it for being such a tight space the story was not tight the story was drawn out the first two acts were completely extended to the point that the third act had no time to finish up the movie the way it needed to be finished john goodman's character was a mess despite Oops. having a good performance wow. from john goodman Whoa. himself his character was awful and we have no idea as an audience what he was supposed to be. Is he a villain? Is he an anti-hero? Is he misunderstood? What is he? That's the point. That movie was a waste are, of my time. You are angry, sir, and wrong so, on so many levels. But we're going to move on because no, I no, can't wait a First of all, there, no, no, Josh, no. Josh is brilliant. Josh is brilliant. And very few times in his life has he been so completely wrong. So let him <laughs> own this moment. All right. Because yeah, well, he's completely wrong. No, I'm, done. I'm done now. That was my entire rant. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. So, Chad, for you, what would this what would this fit into? A movie that you didn't like, but everyone else seemingly liked liked. For yeah, some reason. I've talked about this too, so I won't belabor the point. It has a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it won a Golden Globe, <laughs> and that is Zootopia. I don't understand it. It's Aww. not. It's it's not as good as Kubo and the Two Strings. It's not as good as Moana. And it's no. certainly not a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a but Chad, thoroughly it has a mediocre... Message. Yes, that's the problem. Message. It doesn't know how to <laughs> tell that message without telling the message. So that's it. It's fine. It, it, I just I don't get the love. I get the love for that movie. I just don't get the love for that movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, Daniel, for you. So I have two picks for this thing. I, I'm not sure. Has anybody seen the movie Kate Plays Christine? Chad, did you watch that? What? Not yet, I've but seen... I know it's about Sarasota, so I kind of want to yeah, see it. I've seen... Your name's Chris. I've seen Christine, but I haven't seen that. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so, well, then I won't talk about it too much, but it's it's a, it's a really, really critically acclaimed. It's on so many uh, top ten lists, and so I watched it, and I, I really, really hated that movie a lot. I thought it was awful. It's supposed to be a documentary, and it feels 100% scripted, and acted and really poorly acted it was just a mess so i don't understand where people are coming from but uh maybe you guys have seen my other choice captain fantastic anybody yes it was one of my honorable mentions i did not enjoy that movie well let me i didn't i didn't hate that movie it was okay um but i just don't quite get the love for it vigo mortensen is really good in it but i just i thought it was really weird i didn't quite i didn't quite get that movie i really Uh, like that movie a lot it was was odd to me so yeah, yeah that's my pick okay all right, for me is Suicide Squad. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it was Hail Caesar as well. Like I <laughs> did not get that movie <laughs> at all. It was not. It was not a good film. It really just wasn't for me anyway. So Hail Caesar for me. All right, so let's move on to the main event here, and that is what you think the worst movie of 2016 was. Just overall, the worst film. You saw the entire year. Melody. Well, I did not see a lot of the of the films that would probably make this list. So I chose the worst film that I went to the theater and paid money to see, which there was no contest. It's, it's an awful, awful film, and it's probably got like a 10%. I don't even know. But that is London has fallen. Oh, my <laughs> I'm very embarrassed to say that we paid money to see that. Oh, that's film right. The Why? We knew it was going to be awful when we went, but. That's right. I forgot about that. It was an afternoon to escape, and so we paid money to see it. And Oof. It was definitely it, horrible. That was rough. <laughs> Man, yeah. All right. Josh, how about you? All right. So this is so close. I can hardly choose. I really. It's, it's a struggle. So I'm going to have to go. 
just for the sheer implausibility and incredible number of character-defying backflips that they had to do to even make this plot a thing, I have to pick Batman versus Superman. Yes, but you just do. know, just know that Jack Reacher is nipping at its heels <laughs> because <laughs> that was terrible too. All right. Okay. Chad, what was your worst film of 2016? Now, this is only because I had self-imposed the restriction that since Batman v Superman was my most disappointing film, I would not also use it as the worst film because objectively it maybe not might not be the worst made, but it's close. (laughs) Uh Um, And for me, I had to narrow this down to to two movies one was but one i didn't finish so i don't know that it technically counts but i think it is the worst movie made period uh, of 2016 <laughs> and that's the do-over by adam sandler on netflix <laughs> i got like you 50, no what? no no. i got like 20 minutes into it and i was like i have to stop and i never stop watching movies when i okay, sit down so to watch them. not finishing it doesn't mean getting 20 minutes into it well sure it does it took me 20 minutes to realize there was no coming back but but outside of it, the movie that I finished watching in 2016 that I think is the worst uh, for me, and technically there's some good stuff in it, but for me it was the worst, and Chris will disagree, but it's Independence Day Resurgence. I just that I had a physical reaction to that movie when I left, and I was like, wow. I patently reject this movie. It's so bad. I just couldn't even, All right. I couldn't even stomach it, so that's, that's it. All right. All right. Daniel, how about you, man? Uh, yeah, I also have two that I want. I wanted to give Assassin's Creed a shout out uh, because I'm a huge fan <laughs> of those video that? games. I love the video games so much. I, I, I love them. And so I was really excited for this movie. And it's got a great director and cast. But they made the movie out of the absolute worst parts of the video game. They had no sense of what made the video games good. And it was just awful. But uh, even worse than that was a, a movie called Gods of Egypt. <laughs> it's, on, it's, it's on i i have three movies listed and gods of egypt is on that list yes somebody somewhere oh, gave man. some idiot 140 million dollars to make that movie and i don't understand because that was actual trash it was so <laughs> confusingly horrible i didn't even know what i was watching it was so bad yeah well you know there's some really cool, interesting imagery in don't, that don't don't but it is, it's, it's bad. Just don't. <laughs> there is. You have to admit that. Daniel's He's had definitely... enough. I right. have. Okay. All right. So for me, there is this. I, I don't know why. I, I maybe I'm a, a masochist. Um, I just enjoy watching uh, terrible uh, movies. There's this series that I've watched on HBO uh, as they rolled out on HBO. So I didn't want because I didn't want to pay for this series, but I, I'm, I was intrigued by it. I wanted to see where it was going. And that was uh, the Divergent series. Um, oh, well, oh my gosh. You wow. did so not tell me you watched that. All those movies. And I, the, the newest one uh, came on HBO, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. Uh, it's called Allegiant. It is the worst movie. I as I was watching it, I think I had like a like I don't know a spiritually transcendent moment, <laughs> like almost like a rival, but the opposite of that, <laughs> where I was like, this I don't know, I who gave this person the ability to make a movie? Like why? Why? There's a moment where all of the lead characters are are floating around in bubbles, and it's supposed <laughs> to be cool, but it looks so bad. It looks you can just you can see the like they have a huge budget, but you can see like like I don't know. It just it looks 
it's terrible in every way. And the acting, the story, the, the, the visual effects, everything is just, it's a mess. It is a mess of, of, of epic proportions. So for me, allegiance. And, and it was so it. bad. It was so bad that it there was supposed to be another movie to follow yes. up that they canceled it and they're going to finish it out as a series on TV probably on ABC Family and <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord. It was so, so as bad ball. as you think that is, may I recommend The Do-Over? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still I'm trying good. to process the fact that yeah. you are an adult person who yes. purportedly <laughs> values their time. <laughs> and you watched an Allegiant movie. Dude, I've watched four of them. Uh, what is wrong with you? You never told me this. This is, so this is marriage counseling here. about to happen oh, right here. Uh, no, it is. It is. It, no, I, I, I watched like Maze Runner too. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I just, I like, my, the reason why I watch it is because I'm a huge fan of um, dystopian. Young adult fiction. No, dystopian, <laughs> dystopian sci-fi. So I like like Fahrenheit 451 and, uh, you know, this dystopian like uh, settings I enjoy for some reason. And so whenever there is one. These movies were going to. No, they're gonna... terrible. No, no, no. The first movie's bad. The first movie's bad. But I just was like, well, hey, it's but, free. But it's the on, second three. You know, I thought they could God, redeem it's terrible. It's terrible. Guys, Stop making... Do you know how much time we've spent talking about this movie? <laughs> it deserves every minute of it because we're All talking right. about it in the context of Chris having watched them. You make a point. It, 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 hurt, it hurts me to even admit that. And I put it on my worst movie because it definitely deserves it. All right, guys. So that is a wrap on 2016. And I, I had a great time at the theater this year. There were some real stinkers, but I really do think overall, it was some really fantastic times in the cinema. And I know the rest of the guys on the podcast definitely agree with that, except for Josh. He hates everything. We will be back very shortly with our review of M. Night Shyamalan's newest film, Split. But in the meantime, please leave us a message on Facebook. Get in contact with us via email let us know what you think about the show how we can make things better because we really do want to make things awesome here on the screeners podcast until next time guys we'll see you later and that's a wrap you've heard what the screeners had to say now you be the critic head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think see you next time